It's an era of change, of ideals and cultures constantly colliding. We need brave people who will find the way of hope in the chaos, who will elevate truth in their speech and activate reform in their lives. Lee Sloan welcomes you to this Brave Nation. Hello, thanks to you guys for coming. This is James Pram. James has been on our show before, and thank you for coming back again. And Siobhan Mersing, is that mm-hmm. your last name? Yeah. Awesome. So I know you guys, we, you're friends, you go to the same church, you maybe have some different political viewpoints, right? <laughs> would you say you swing a little left and you swing a little right? Is that? That's fair. Would you say that? <laughs> I would say that. Yeah. Yeah. Would you say that? I would, de- yeah, yeah, definitely say that. So James, James is the one who swings left, for those of you who can't see, in this room. <laughs> and you've been on our podcast before, so so people who know you might know that already. But um, So I know you guys are really comfortable having brave conversations with each other, right, about these kind of things. And I know another thing you guys have in common, and that with me too, is that you are concerned about the body of Christ and you care about that because you're believers. And, you know, this is a hard time to be in right now and this is a really confusing time and lines are being drawn in the sand and it seems like a really divisive time and so I just want to get your your gut reactions to this time and um, what you're thinking and feeling and you know what what grieves your heart what hope you see those kind of things Mm. (laughs) that's a big question yeah or a big answer yeah um I think just watching the body of Christ tear itself apart and seeing the lack of grace. Like, I have so many connections, you know, with... I've I've grown up in the church. I've... I went to private school, so, like, on my social feed, so much of it is our Christians. And um, seeing... Some, the lack of grace and the lack of, in some of the things that people post and share, um, it's really hard because I think, you, you know, those are, that's another person over there, mm-hmm. you know, even if you disagree with mm-hmm. them or, or that's, a, that's a real fear that they have. And mm-hmm. so it's really, what grieves me is, is to see what, I, what I feel like is just kind of a walking away from God's heart for people, mm-hmm. like because we're so tied to belief systems or um, ideas, like mm-hmm. the ideas of how to fix the things that that we forget that there's like a human being that God created mm-hmm. that we are that we are directing our sarcasm mm-hmm. or our you know sometimes disdain and like that there's another person that's receiving that message because they identify with the fear or the um, subject matter. Mm-hmm. But I I do see hope because I do see it in a lot of different pockets. And um, James and I have talked a lot about unity and, you know, we. I'm a little bit more optimistic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I do see, like hope in places even if it's just in the fact that James and I can yeah. be friends and have discussions right. or um, I have some other friends and I'm like we love each other mm-hmm. and so if it's possible even in this little pocket mm-hmm. it's possible on on 
bigger stages. Yeah. You know, it's just a matter of figuring out how do we get there? Mm-hmm. How do we get there? But I think a lot of people are starting to want to have these discussions. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I do see a lot of hope. I see a lot of different people, you know, some big names, some smaller names, really talking about unity and mm-hmm. really talking about how do we love better? Mm-hmm. How do we shift from where we're at to where the Bible says we need to be? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. so. Yeah. So you have a little less hope, James? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm not as optimistic, but mm-hmm. um, because the conundrum I'm finding here is that the Bible speaks of unity a lot, which I didn't realize that until recently. Um, this has been, it's really interesting how, depending on the church context you grew up in, um, that's a part of the Bible I've never had emphasized, mm-hmm. was that we're called to unify under, like, together. Mm-hmm. No one talks about that. Um, and this has been a big challenge for me, because um, I don't know how to get there. And so... You know, like, if you read First John, and it talks about unity, and or in Corinthians, or even when Jesus, Jesus talks, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, okay, you say this, but have you met the people I know? <laughs> um, because that seems really difficult, mm-hmm. and um, I just don't know how you get there. Mm-hmm. What makes me think, though, and this is the conclusion I'm at, so maybe it is hopeful, is that, um, and I stole this idea from Francis Chan, reading his book, Until Unity. So many Unity. ideas stolen from Francis Yeah, because he's kind of changed my mind on this. But I've been on this journey for the last two years mm-hmm. on what does it mean to be a church and what is it to be a Christian. Mm-hmm. I think the big problem is a lot of people in the body aren't Christians. Really? Yeah. I think it's really, how do you like, we can have disagreements, but for me to hate someone else because mm. they believe in whatever the issue is Mm -hmm. um like literally hate them have real disdain for their belief system and Mm -hmm. um then they're probably not a christian to begin with well isn't that different hating someone or having disdain for their belief system isn't that two different things would you say i think you can i think disdain for someone's belief system just leads to hate to begin with i don't like hate conservatism i might find Mm -hmm. a lot of it um gross or um ridiculous but i don't hate it you know like i might have serious disagreements on the role of government and how well it works but i actually understand where they're coming from okay and so so what so what about so you know how we're supposed to love everybody can we hate a nazi's belief system and still love them i mean why Nazis aren't Christian, so there's no need but to love them. But you still love what? Yeah. No, we love our enemies, right? <laughs> I I think. Yeah, but I, I think I get what you, like. Yeah. I'm not trying to be in unity. Yeah. With that person. So what is you? What is unity? That's what we need to discover. Mm, that's a good question. That's a good <laughs> no, but I, I I mean not to cut anybody yeah. off, but I do feel like unity unity is not. You don't have to believe the same thing, but it, it's understanding that we all have the same goal Mm -hmm. and the end goal is to continually progress towards Jesus right and give him glory and that kind of thing so I mean that's a very basic picture but I feel Mm -hmm. like 
if that's the goal, and I know that James is, is running that same race with me, mm-hmm. then his beliefs and things like that about certain things aren't going to offend me to mm-hmm. cause a rift there mm-hmm. because I'm just going to go, hey, we're running. So what can I learn from his experiences in his life mm-hmm. instead of being like, he's wrong? Yeah. He's just wrong, and he shouldn't even be on this race with me. Okay. You know, because I, I do feel like those are the lines we're drawing even in the yeah. church. Like, you you know, you can't be a Christian if you're a Democrat. Right. What? Right. We we aren't in a perfect system. We're never going to be in a perfect society. And so there are trade-offs when you engage mm-hmm. in the in the messy world that we have. I mean, you're you're going to have you're going to align yourself with a a politician that isn't perfect because none of them are. And so it's like, okay, which trade-off is is going to be better? But um, I just don't think Christians should show for politicians. Should what? Shill. What do you mean by shill? Like. I I support Trump because he you know just like this whole being apologist for them. Okay, I agree. I'm not I'm not for it. Mm-hmm. I'm totally against it. This is some I've worked in politics mm-hmm. for a long time, and then became convicted that um, I was adding to the problem and left. Mm-hmm. But um, I just don't understand how you can do that. I you know and I have friends who are both Republican and Democrats who hold positions of power, um, and. You know, I I sometimes struggle with, well, I know this person personally, but they're still part of a political party that's, like, problematic. Mm -hmm. And I don't know where the line, like, lies. I just find it really strange to be, like, um, a Jesus follower and have some bunch of political stickers on your your truck or something, you know. Now, I think Christians should run for office and all that stuff Mm -hmm. there. It's a a very hard (laughs) line. But, like, um, I'm just very skeptical of it. Because it's like, well, either you get engaged or you don't get engaged, you know, and it's not getting engaged helping. Yeah. You know. And so I don't know where that that lines. But I just don't want to be a shill for political parties Mm -hmm. and being used by them in any way or sense. Mm-hmm. I just feel like my money and time can be spent better somewhere else. Well, if anything, we're supposed to hold them to a standard, right? Yeah. In some form. Yeah. (laughs) If we can. Yeah. Right. When do you think about like a lot of times when you are doing those things? I mean, I know it's just a bumper sticker or it's just a t-shirt or a hat or whatever, but it's like you know, a lot of these people don't have that same kind of um fire mm-hmm. for um sharing the gospel or sharing mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. or or your ideas in this. To me, you know, you see a lot of that, and it's like you've just shut off half, yeah, half the community to the good things that you have to say. Mm-hmm. I find it funny that in our church settings, we will talk a lot about politics. I always hear people say Christians don't talk about politics in church, but that's not true. I've been to several church services mm-hmm. where that's like a big part of the thing, mm-hmm. um, and you know, you have to be in this certain political party. Um, but, like, to me, the irony is that is, like, one of the barriers for people hearing the gospel mm-hmm. is when you're, like, a, a political hack. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're just someone who's, like, always talking about a certain political party. Um, that doesn't make people really want to listen to you right off the back, you know. Um, it can be a real I don't barrier. Hear, I don't hear that. I don't hear people talking about a political party. 
board. Maybe an agenda. Or, I would say political agenda. agenda. But there, they're, but they're there tied. Are places. They're yeah, super they're tied. tied. Yeah, they yeah. are. But there are certain places where they, they where it happens far more, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and places where you only hear a little bit. But, mm-hmm. um, but I definitely agree. I really, I dislike politics from the pulpit. In, in that way where it's like if you don't agree with this mm-hmm. you know versus coming at it like if people could talk about political ideas like we were just talking about immigration mm-hmm. from the pulpit mm-hmm. where we go okay this is scripture says take care mm-hmm. yeah. of the widow the yeah. orphan the this and scripture says so how can we figure out how to bring these ideas together mm-hmm. in a scriptural way mm-hmm. and actually care about yeah the people that are in these situations versus being like you know using scripture to defend uh, yeah. an open border policy yeah. or a closed border policy or you know so, because then yeah. you're telling people what to think mm-hmm. you're not actually like mm-hmm. inviting them into scripture yeah and things with you yeah and I totally get where you're coming from on that I guess I I would challenge a little bit of it just because like if you take yourself out of this moment in history and go to like you know civil war era where it's like okay <laughs> Um, are we going to have slavery or not? You know, and and are we going to even speak to this issue, this humongous elephant that's in the room, or are we going to try to not do that? You know, that's that's where yeah. I'm, I'm like, you but know, like how much do we of, engage? But most know? of our, what are the, a lot of things we're talking about today, I don't feel like are at that level though. Like a lot of the discussion I see online, one person aren't like huge implications like human slavery. Like, what are the biggest issues right now? It's like well, sex trafficking is human slavery. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, every church talks sure. about sex trafficking. Like, and then plus, and there's is dead, there's you know? no one who's like, I'm pro sex trafficking. No, right, right, right. where we're having that yeah. argument. Yeah. Pro sex trafficking. Yeah, there was like people who are literally pro slavery. Right, yeah, right. But there's you know, besides I guess the but, sex but any traffickers. Issue, any issue in its time seems so controversial. Yeah, you know, and and it, and it seems so clear to us now. But, you know, other things like abortion or things like, you know, mm-hmm. that maybe maybe in another 50, 100 years, it'll be, like, so obvious to us, yeah. you know. And well, and this could, this could be controversial. <laughs> and I'm, as a conservative, okay? Yes. Yeah. So, like, I am very pro-life. But I even think sometimes the discussion about abortion in churches is so, it lacks, like, I guess what it is, it lacks nuance. Yeah. Like, so often, we don't think about, you know, that... We just could go about it a different way. Like, mm-hmm. it would make so much more sense if we talked about... If we started talking about administering pain medication, right? But people are just like, we just need to get rid of abortion. And right. I'm not saying we don't. Right. But I mean, like, what if we started what if talking about... other problems? Like, hey, yeah, that baby feels. Yeah. So, so maybe we should administer some kind of pain medication during to make abortion sure, so to make sure that they're because what happens is then we humanize that child mm. and we and we go into the science that so you're says say, saying feel, incremental yeah steps toward humanization I, mean, I don't know if that's i'm totally mm. like but i think that when we are so staunch and calling people murderers and things mm-hmm. like that like they're yeah. not going to hear anything yeah they're not we need to talk about I am for making sure that that child, you know, even in even in death, which is a horrible, mm-hmm. like thing that's mm-hmm. happening, is is 
not it's not the worst death that we can ever imagine. Well, right, like, and that that I don't know. That sounds a little, crazy. A little tiny bit of yeah. It's, it's a little tiny bit, but it's like because because our conversations within the church can be so like hard lined yeah. that we're not even open to like it's like how do we yeah. start opening so to me I'm at the point where it's like how do we start opening the discussions because yeah. right now they're not open yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah and if we keep doing it the same way we've been doing it it's not going to open up yeah and I, I agree with you on that I would probably go the route of, of talking about how we take care of these babies like if if we eliminated that option what, what could we see like because if there's other dilemmas yeah. that are causing this to happen how could we offset those and find families or whatever, like yeah. solve the, the problem? I don't disagree with that. Yeah. And the, and that just, but it's like, how do you have the debates through that, though, as well? Mm-hmm. Um, I think, like, the, the question is, like, how do you love someone through disagreement? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, so you can be, you know, like, um, for me, the, like, just on the abortion issue yeah. itself, right? Like, I look at this as, okay what are the issues that lead someone to abortion? That's a bunch of different issues, you know? Um, sometimes it's poverty, which is like a big one for a lot of people. I don't feel like they can afford it. Um, there's a stigma for young people of having a kid out of, mm-hmm. not even just a red lock, cause most people don't care, but just being young, mm-hmm. being a teen parent's not something most people like mm-hmm. applaud. I don't think anyone does. And the challenges that come with that. Um, and so, but then there's like this whole thing on just like, how do you view government through that? Like, should it be the church to handle it mm-hmm. or should it be government programs? Mm-hmm. And can we have that debate through there and sure. still love each other? Cause to me, it'd be like, okay, yeah, let's offer government assistance. But then for a lot of conservatives, they believe it would be like enabling the person. Yeah. You want them to work on their own yeah. or something, whatever it is, whatever the thing that, you know, that argument would be. Mm-hmm. And if you're more liberal, it's like, well, you can give them some sort of support, you know, mm-hmm. just like a baseline. So they're not like yeah. homeless. Yeah. And even in this like conversation itself, there is always a part of me that's like, even in my heart that judges conservatives hard for not supporting mm-hmm. these programs. So there's like a part of me that wants to be ultra like yeah. sarcastic and be like, say things like, <laughs> Conservatives just want people to be homeless or something, you know, because they don't care about people. Like you don't say those things in like, those conversations. You know? And so, you know, I and so like, like <laughs> you know, so like, how do you do that well? Because even yeah. I struggle with that. Because so yeah. like, these are important issues. Yeah. Um, and I just don't know always where it is because even like language you can use because that can be really I know I can be pretty snarky. Yeah. And I'll say things. But it's like, nice that you're comfortable to say that you know and, and not yeah. be offended by that. Yeah, I mean some, but <laughs> I offend I, some people. But some people would <laughs> yeah. are offended. Yeah, and you some people will say that be to anybody. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. But at the same time, like you have to acknowledge, like for me, it's like I know that it's not my belief system is not perfect, but mm-hmm. having a yeah. more conservative you know, viewpoint yeah. is not perfect, Yeah. you know, but it, I don't know, I guess to me, like when we disagree, mm-hmm. um, which we disagree, mm-hmm. we disagree on a lot of things mm-hmm. in like health care, mm-hmm. yeah. universal health care, mm-hmm. um, you know, all, a lot of the programs and mm-hmm. things like I'm definitely a much more like conservative where, mm-hmm. how are we going to, you know, I do ask those questions. How are yeah. we going to pay for this? How yeah. are we going to, yeah. um, what I appreciate is when we're having conversations is he's not accusatory. Yeah. Like you're never, I mean, you, you might be like, well, conservatives yeah. just don't care about homeless people, but yeah, but really like 
it's never accusatory. Yeah. Right? Like, you might have a joking moment, yeah. but you're never like, well, you're just speaking because of you don't want to lose your position or... Yeah, yeah, and I felt that from you, too. I don't feel like you judge my motive that I don't, you know, that I don't yeah. want what's good for people. And, and I think um, maybe, uh, you know, I think most people want people to do to flourish in some way yeah i don't believe in the whole do. thing like we we want the same thing yeah. i think that's like kind of a cop out mm-hmm. but i do think people genuinely want people to just like succeed in whatever they right. find that is and so like I'm, i was talking to a friend who just doesn't believe that anyone actually likes biden it, to him it's like everyone he knows voted for trump everyone mm-hmm. he knows likes trump <laughs> yeah and I was like, well, I know tons of people who genuinely Biden. Like, mm-hmm. I worked in yeah. the Democratic Party for years. Mm-hmm. Like, I, these are, like, he's a popular person in yeah. certain spheres of the Democratic mm-hmm. Party. And I tried to explain that to him. He was like, that just can't be true. <laughs> and I was like, huh. Okay. Or, like, on the opposite, like, you know, here, like, in a lot of liberal circles, like, you know, the only reason conservatives vote for Trump is for they can keep their white privilege or, mm-hmm. you know, because they know minorities are growing. So they just have all this like white hate that's yeah. running through them. And then you say, what about the black people? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The two, what about the two black people voted for Trump? They're, they oh. lose a Candace Owen and Larry Elder, whatever his name is. Oh, like they count. Oh, um, or four of them. I'll give them four. Four <laughs> black people. No, let's see the Taj twins. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's six now. <laughs> Those... Yeah, those are my favorite. Um, and, like, you know, so it was like, well, you're just, like, have you ever talked to a conservative voter? Like, I'm pretty yeah. sure they're not saying they're, like, you know, I'm just so racist right now. Yeah. That, and that's the only thing that doesn't matter. It's not immigration or yeah. taxes or the role yeah. of government. It's simply yeah, just I hate minorities or whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, like, those are really stupid things, you know. But mm-hmm. if you're trapped in that bubble where that's constantly repeated, yeah. Yeah. people believe it. Well, and the thing is, is it's not just, like, we're kind of talking this about, like, just culturally and societally, but it's made its way in the church, mm-hmm. right, to where mm-hmm. people in the church are making these same kind of claims. Mm-hmm. Well, the church has always been good at that. And that's, mm-hmm. it's true. Yeah. So, it's true. you know, I think abortion is a good example because it is one of those morally sort of implication ones that some of the other issues kind of get outside of that. So, so like, for example... Um, there are some people that will celebrate their abortion and will be, but I think that's the minority, wouldn't you say, James? That's like, a super minority. There, I think most people think it's not ideal. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's not yes. something we it's want to It's pretty new happen. because it was before, if you go like someone like Barack Obama or Hillary Clinton was like, the whole idea was how do we make abortion as low as possible and keep safe it legal? Rare. Yeah. Safe for Eric and really what the saying was. Till now, you see there's kind of been this movement to destigmatize abortion. Mm-hmm. But it's still a small group of people. I don't know a lot of people who are like, mm-hmm. besides like maybe like Twitter people, mm-hmm. uh, who are like, yes. So what do you think abortions. personally about it? Like about Twitter like about, people or, or about abortions? about being a Christian and what you think about abortion. I don't know how you um, like, can justify abortion. Mm-hmm. There was a time in this country, historically, where Christians were actually split on abortion. Um, there's this great article of Christianity Today uh, from, like, right after Roe v. Wade. And it talks about how the church was divided then. And now, it's, I think, mostly, though, most Christians are anti-abortion. So even then, it's like, well, Christians even had different views throughout history. Because mm-hmm. um, there's a bunch of... I don't want to go into... Host, I don't so want to waste you, their time. So you said, you know, you, you don't think there's a way to justify abortion. But then, yeah. how, how does that differ from a conservative 
Um, yeah. I, I mean, it doesn't. I don't think okay. that's a. And it shouldn't okay. be a conservative liberal view. Okay. It's very recent okay. that that's even a conservative. There used to be that the two parties, okay. you would have pro-life Democrats and pro-life Republicans. And for a bunch of reasons, that's changed over time. Mm-hmm. Mostly because I think like very smart liberal activists have took over the mm-hmm. Democratic Party on that issue. Okay. Yeah. But then if you look at like statistics, people are kind of mixed. Um, you know, and then also to be fair, um, for a lot of conservatives, when they like do the poll on what's the more important issue, mm-hmm. abortion's like last. Mm-hmm. It's like immigration, mm-hmm. taxes, healthcare. Mm-hmm. So even as a church, as we say we care about abortion, when you look at people's mm-hmm. actual like reason they vote, abortion single voter issues are um, mm-hmm. those are people are extremely rare. Mm-hmm. Like, but they, I don't think they used to be. I think if you go back twenty years, when I you know when I was first starting to like even be able to vote yeah like abortion was it was the at least in the circles where i was in and where i was in a much circles too though i was a it was a much more um like more of a vacuum where yeah. you know like i was uh and it was a lot like you can't vote for somebody who's who's pro-choice you yeah. just can't mm-hmm. if that was like kind mm-hmm. of the hard line in the sand mm-hmm. and so people that was the issue mm-hmm. and as you know, I, I probably my generation as we've matured and mm-hmm. we realize that like things aren't always as black and white as we'd like them to be. Um, we find that, you know, you can't just, there's so much, there's so many things that can even play into this mm-hmm. issue that have to do with other issues that have to do with healthcare that have mm-hmm. to do with yeah. immigration that have to do with. Mm-hmm. And so it's, you can't, as you grow, you realize that you can't just pull one issue out because they're all so connected. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I guess now, in my opinion, what I think science has really moved forward too, so we can see so mm-hmm. much, we know so much more. Mm-hmm. Like, like I was saying, we know that at twenty weeks, mm-hmm. at, at the very least, we know that at, at about twenty weeks, mm-hmm. the child that is growing feels, and possibly at a like more intense mm-hmm. rate than we do, because mm-hmm. their nerves are firing so much. So science helps us yeah. move that needle. Right, mm-hmm. and, but I also think, you know, a lot of Christians are now more pro-life. So to me, the differences between the the liberal and the and the conservative is how we approach the issue with the world. Yeah, how we approach the issue with culture, and it's like yeah. how do we come together mm-hmm. to create like I, you know, because now we'll be mm-hmm. divided over how we go about the mm-hmm. issue. And, mm-hmm. and I think a lot of conservatives would be surprised to know that you, you know, that you think abortion is morally, you know. Well, it's because right. most people don't talk to people who right. think differently than them. So explain <laughs> yeah. it to those people yeah. right now. Like, how, how do you see this playing out for how you vote and all those kind well, of things? Well, I mean, I'm still going to continue. I cannot sign off on a bunch of conservative policies. I simply think they're not super helpful. Um, and they, I think... <laughs> part of them probably make abortion even more possible. I think when you have such, like, when you want to give corporations, you know, all the public use of tax money, um, when you have such poor funded schools and lack of education, um, I don't see how any of those policies necessarily help. So in good conscience, I'm not going to vote for, like, Republican policies to begin with. Um, So, but, like, for something on, like, the defunding of abortion, for example, what would you... I mean, they should. I don't think yeah. public funds should go to that. Okay. Um, I just don't, like, so for me, though, when I look at the legislative process for abortion um, and where the public is moving on it, I really don't see a political solution to this. 
So what's like a practical thing I can do? Well, right now what I do, I help with a ministry that mm-hmm. ministers to young teen moms and teen dads. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if I can, I'll sometimes give money like the crisis pregnancy center. Um, like, but do I think that politically we're going to solve abortion at this time? I personally don't. Um, you would have to like, there's so many, like we have 50 states, you have the Supreme Court with uh, not just Roe v. Wade, but Planned Parenthood versus uh, Casey. Those are two huge cases that have to be overturned. Um, I also think that the Republican Party and the Democratic Party use the abortion issue as mostly a fundraising tool. Mm-hmm. Like, if you just look, the Supreme Court is pretty, like, unanimous in using precedent. So mm-hmm. anyone who is, like, voting for candidates who think they're going to overturn Planned Parenthood versus Casey or uh, Roe v. Wade is living in a dream world, and that's completely, un- like, unnecessary. Um, and there might be better ways for people to address it. Like, why aren't we talking about, like, what the church can do or what our vision is for life instead of throwing, like, millions of dollars for, like, candidates who say they're going to vote for some Supreme Court justice who will not overturn these mm. um, right. overturn these laws. Like, that's not that how money? the government works. Right, what if we took that money and sent it to CPC or yeah. Priceless? Could you imagine or... how much money did... I would be curious to know how much money the uh, Biden administ- the Biden president campaign and the Trump campaign um, was able to get by using whoever to, who was a Supreme Court who recently got nominated, Amy, Amy, Amy whatever oh, her right. name is. How much money they raised? I'll be curious mm-hmm. because I bet you could take that same amount of money and fund tons of teen parents mm-hmm. and families mm-hmm. for sure. Even you know you think about what happened with um, oh gosh I'm like. Kavanaugh. Kavanaugh. Yeah. I was like, Koba, that's wrong. <laughs> um, but, like, that was the whole thing, is the argument was he's going to try and... I mean, a- aside mm-hmm. from his, like, uh, the... Allegations. The allegations. Yeah. But the whole thing was, like, he's going to overturn. And it was... It, every every time you see a new judge come up, it's like they're either pro-life or pro-choice, but then he upheld and said, you know, precedent. Yeah. I have to go with precedent. The law says I'm not here to change laws. I'm here to, you know, see what... Yeah, I think that's a, that's a challenge of our representative democracy because we have to have people in place. And people will win or lose based on how much money... You know, so it, it, to me it's kind of a... It's a hard one because yeah. it's like, yeah, you don't... Nobody wants it all to go to politics, but it, it ends up being... It goes to that. It, that's because what, that's where power is, and yeah. it's, it's yeah. kind of a hard one to get around. But, but, yeah. but I think we do it with such, we're so blind. Mm-hmm. You know, people, we don't, like, but to have this conversation, it's like, if we stop doing it, though, it would shift. Right? Like, if you could. If which, if, if we, if. if who if, stops? Because if there's the going to be someone that does it. If the church, but if the church yeah. went, you know what? We're going to focus on what's happening locally. Mm-hmm. We're going to focus on what we can actually do. And we shifted. We actually took our money out of politics and shifted it. It would have to, they would also have to change. They would also have to shift. Yeah. Right? Well, like if you, but then if you, but then if you don't get people in place that are, that are having a, a God-centered viewpoint to get, to get the power to do those things, you know what I'm saying? Like if you don't get p- people that are actually going to, going to represent you well, then I you mean, know. you can yeah, get people yeah, represent bit, you well, but, but politics is a false gospel. It doesn't yeah. do what it's claiming it's going to do. 
So every time we give money to these politicians, um, they're not going to get like a lot of these big things they're talking about. You know, like I hate watching these senators and congressmen talk about saying like abortion because I know it's a waste of time. I know how the political system works. And quite frankly, I don't know how you can be a Christian on a national stage because politics lies to begin with. So to me, I don't think any of these people um, can really be Christ followers in this political system. It simply doesn't well, allow it. That's pretty, uh, that's pretty dire. That's pretty, yeah. <laughs> that's pretty dire. But I mean, it's that's true. Sad. I don't. I don't believe that. I, I mean, maybe I'm a maybe I'm a Pollyanna, but. I don't know. I've, I've worked, I've worked in politics. <laughs> I would want to be more optimistic. I've than worked that. in politics for a long time, and I've never said this publicly. But one of the things that made me not want to be a Christian when I worked in there was seeing how a lot of these conservative people acted, um, who would talk about all this stuff about Christianity, gay marriage, but their life was just like mine. They mm-hmm. would, you know, mm-hmm. go out partying, all these stuff. And I'm not going to name names, but mm-hmm. just believe when I yeah. say this. <laughs> Like, I was like, oh, that's so weird as people will get on stage, yeah. say all this stuff yeah. in front of people, but then go and do things that were, like, not very, like, Jesus-like. Yeah. So, um, but if you believe that, that that you can't be a Christian and, and survive in that, like, who should run, Who should ever run and who should ever do anything? Like, should I mean, Christians... Well, I think, I think the point is you can, but if you stick to your guns, you're not going to be there very long. No, you're not. There's just is, no way. Is the idea that, you, you know, if, if you truly keep all integrity and you throw all the campaign yeah. pushes to the wind you're not gonna you're not gonna yeah. last very long because it's gonna yeah. end up it will eat you alive so i'm i'm reminded of someone in the bible who who was a part of a way worse system nebuchadnezzar and all that and and a few people a few of those guys got through the system into the high levels becoming magicians basically mm-hmm. you know through through all that demonic stuff and they were able to rise and so i guess i i don't see it as as bleak as that i, I don't I, think it's I not that it, i hope i would hope that god could equip people to do that and do it well i, I just think, don't know how i yeah. really don't know well, how yet i mean if you look I at mean, like, it was miraculous mm-hmm. that, yeah. that happened yeah. but even yeah. if you look like god can use people like yeah. you look at someone mm-hmm. like esther mm-hmm. and you know she was used in a way where she could mm-hmm. save her people right or someone like Daniel, yeah. um, or even someone like um, Joseph. You know, like these people, God used them for sure. Uh, but someone like a Joseph or a Daniel were outliers in themselves. Like these people were extraordinary. Um, and like, you know, what happens to most people who challenge power is what happened to John the Baptist, where your head's cut off. <laughs> so like, for most people, you don't simply... I was not expecting. Well, because most people just simply aren't able to operate no. in those spaces and keep your convictions like okay, that. But also think about what those people had to go through, right? Yeah. Like, sure. Joseph was in slavery. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Esther, essentially slavery. She yeah. was a sex slave. Yeah. She was yeah. pulled from her yeah. family, right? Yeah. So it's not like... No. Um, and they just... What they, what they did is they were just as obedient as they possibly could be. And I think that's where we end up. Yeah. Right? Like, it's being obedient as you possibly Mm -hmm. like if you hear god's direction Mm -hmm. if you hear one you need to test it right like Mm -hmm. i'm all about testing Mm -hmm. it but as far as christians climbing up the political ladder or whatever you know i think the idea too is it's like are you there because you want power Mm -hmm. or are you there Mm -hmm. because god's called you yeah Yeah. and and those are to me who in their right mind would ever want that that's it 
you know what I mean? Like, if you're not after power, that's a hard thing. That's a hard calling to, yeah. to go after, right? And I think those people, people who probably go in there, I've seen it two ways. You either go in there and it burns you out. If you have any, whatever, if you have, like, really good intentions, mm-hmm. you just, you simply can't survive. Like, it's so hard. Or you get changed by the system. I love political discussion. Mm-hmm. I love theological discussion. I love to get mm-hmm. into the, the mm-hmm. depths. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think we have to have that aim of loving well. And so for every decision I make, every, like, even as simple as, like, posting, which I know mm-hmm. is, like, but but I don't, anybody who is out there, I really want them to know that, that like, they are loved. Yeah. And yeah. I think about when I was in the middle of, like, the worst time in my life in, as far as, like, creating myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was the people who loved me well that that revealed the heart of Jesus to mm-hmm. me. Yeah. And it, it wasn't the people who were like, ooh, you're, you're broken, you're no good, you sinner. Mm-hmm. It was the people who were like, hey, you messed up, you know, your mm-hmm. life is, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to love you through it. I'm going to call you towards something better, yeah. but I'm still going to show up for you and love you. And I think that ultimately, like, whether we're talking about politics or whether we're talking about, like, I want to be that person who's like, I'm going to love you. And so to me, all these discussions that we have, every choice that I've, I've not every choice probably, but I'm attempting yes. to create that my choices are based in that where I go how do I love this person better mm-hmm. and and that will look different in different mm-hmm. situations mm-hmm. because you know and so it's being sensitive to to what God is saying being sensitive yeah. to the Holy Spirit even in discussions or mm-hmm. and, and learning from and I think that's something that I've really valued in my discussions with James was he gave me the, the ability to challenge some um, ideas, to have discussions about things that other people wouldn't have, to where I could love people that that think more like him better. Yeah. Um, kind versus of a cyclical thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I think knowing him and knowing his heart and getting to know him has made it so that I can then have discussions with other because I'm I'm also better educated. Mm-hmm. Right, whereas something right. I may have never like, mm-hmm. I would not have known. I would not have yeah. understood, especially because he comes from a, a political background. Yeah, but it's made it so that I can love other people better in conversation because I, I understand more. Yeah, and so to me, at the end of it, political discussion, theological mm-hmm. discussion, like, mm-hmm. how can I just love better? Yeah. How can I share the love better? Mm-hmm. You know, so. Yeah, I think that's a really good place to end, <laughs> and it would be fun to keep talking about this. I, I love the fact that you guys have modeled this so well, and I think it is helping. Whether it feels like it's helping or not, I think, I think it is helping. So thank you guys for coming and sharing with us today. Well, I hope you enjoyed hanging out with us in this moment. There were a lot more interesting parts to that conversation that you can go find in video form at our Brave Nation Circle private platform. So go ahead and go to Lee Sloan, L-E-I-G-H-S-L-O-A-N.com and click on the Brave Nation tab to join the circle. It's just $5 a month and you can get all of our complete podcast episodes plus any bonus content and teachings that I add. I would really appreciate your support in that way. New content is continuing to be added, 
so I hope to see you there. And if you simply want to sign up to receive updates, you can do that for free on my website as well. You'll get updates on our monthly local events and even some long-distance Zoom events where you can participate. Thanks for listening, and keep on having those brave conversations.